I want to pivot to um, the what's happening in Ottawa. We know that Prime Minister Trudeau ended the Emergency Act yesterday, announced that we don't need it anymore after a three-week occupation of downtown Ottawa, managed to cost the city more than $30 million. That was reported yesterday. It was costing about a million dollars per day since it started January 28th. And we'll have to figure out how much of the costs the feds are going to cover. Uh, there was 800000 for additional police costs and another 200000 for city costs. And, of course, uh, there are still overtime costs to take into consideration. And um, the costs skyrocketed further when hundreds of police officers flooded into the city to carry out that uh, police action to clear Wellington Street and get the protesters out of downtown. Now, yesterday we were talking about this at length because it was really one of the bigger stories of the day. And that's the fact that when um, the names were leaked off the Give, Send, Go uh, crowdfunding campaign, when they were leaked, we found out that 15 police officers' names were on uh, as being donors. And the donations were, in some cases, small, 20 bucks, maybe nothing big, all the way up to 200 bucks. And depending on who you are, 200 bucks is a lot of money. They were all made after the time that the prime minister had deemed the protest illegal. And I mean, it seems pretty cut and dry to me that police officers shouldn't lend any support in any way to something that is now illegal. And if you're donating money to the cause, you might not be marching on behalf of the protesters doing anything or supporting anything illegal, but you certainly have financially. So at the very least, this is a conflict of interest because once the protest was deemed illegal, as I said yesterday, you're probably going to be called on if you're a cop to quash it. So there's a conflict of interest there. But what exactly lies ahead for some of these cops on the list? Rick Parent is a retired professor at the School of Criminology at Simon Fraser University and author of Ethics in Canadian Law Enforcement. Uh, welcome to the show. Good to have you on, Rick. Good morning. Yeah, good to talk to you. I think, you know, some people view this story as no big deal. It's 20 to 200 bucks. It's just, you know, why can't a cop do what they want? in their private life. How, how do you respond to that? You know, I, I think policing is a unique profession. Uh, they're held to a very high standard, and it's not just when they're working. I think most people understand that, yeah, police are expected to do certain things when they're working, but they're also held to a high standard on their days off. And also, just outside of the country as well, you can't go to uh, you know, Europe or another country and act in an inappropriate manner as a police officer. So it's very unique that way. Um, off-duty conduct. And the second thing, as you mentioned, is conflicts of interest. You can't engage in something that is going to undermine or be detrimental to your police service. You're expected to be accountable and um, have high standards all the time. So I think that's where the, the problem comes with this. And at very best, at the best situation, uh, the officers may be contributing to a cause that undermines the government and public health when they do this. So they're not certain where the money's going, but there is that chance that it's going to go into something that's going to be, uh, again, a conflict of interest or something that's going to be uh, causing their police agency to look bad. Mm-hmm, that's for sure. The OPP are investigating now. They want to get to the bottom of the possible donations. I would assume that, uh, you know, Ottawa Police and Toronto Police Services will probably be doing the same if they haven't already started an investigation. Um, if an investigation finds that they did indeed uh, donate after the prime minister had declared this is illegal, an illegal op- occupation, what kind of discipline would, would a police uh, officer face? 
Yeah, I and mean, that's a good point. They'll go through an investigation. It has to be fair and unbiased. Uh, we want to make sure that we give the, the officers the benefit of any doubt that, that occurred. But if they are found to be um, guilty or found that they've breached some sort of code of conduct or breach of your uh, office, because they, they do swear uh, as a police officer to hold this this level of accountability. The discipline typically ranges. It's, it's a sliding scale. So, I mean, on the lower end, we're looking at a verbal reprimand, then it goes to a written reprimand, a fine, a suspension, or a reduction in rank. And it can go higher. It can be terminated. But in, in this case, it would probably be one of the lower levels. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's also the fact that even if you're not disciplined in this manner, sometimes your, uh, your, your boss, your management team, depending on the size of the department, they're going to wonder, what were you thinking? Like, why did you engage in this activity uh, that even caused the investigation to occur? And that's in general, right? So, You know, I, I think it's so, you already mentioned this, that pol- policing is a unique pr- profession because officers are responsible for their off-duty conduct as well as their on-duty conduct. Can you give us other examples where, you know, this would come into play? Yeah, I mean, there's minor things like, you know, on your days off, you can get involved in road rage. You can be harassing your neighbors, uh, swearing at them and that. Normally, that's not a big issue, if depending on your occupation. But if you're a police officer, if you're engaging in excessive noise, disturbing your neighbors, um, not only will the neighbors complain about the excessive noise or the, the issue, they can also make a complaint in regards to the fact that you're an off-duty police officer engaging in conduct that's uh, inappropriate. Right. Uh, so, Rick, at the end of the day, do you think we're going to see uh, any kind of uh, transparency from the police that they have at least fined or reprimanded or disciplined any of the officers that might have been on the leaked list? I, I think, you know, the, the good thing out of this, there's, there's two good things. One is that they are going to investigate this, and it's going to be well-known to everybody about the investigations internally and externally uh, about the investigations. And I said, as I mentioned, at the very least, it's going to cause um, people to think, what were you doing at that time? Why did you even engage in this? Uh, because you could be undermining the government or the public health measures. And, and there may be a few, depending on the circumstances, that will be disciplined, uh, getting the reprimands or a fine. It's possible. But, uh, again, you know, officers have rights, and uh, they are allowed to contribute to political uh, things. But, again, there's a fine line where you cross that line, and that's what the investigations will determine. When you say there, it's interesting, you brought up the politics there. They're allowed to contribute to political things. You know, right. people could argue this, they felt it, you know, I would imagine a cop could say, well, I felt it was kind of political because we had the conservatives on the ground supporting it. Yeah, and, and that's, that is the gray area here, and that's where the, you need this independent investigation because, and you need uh, the discipline authority, which is typically like the chief of police, to actually go with the investigation to decide that the officer has crossed the line. And that's not as easy as it sounds because you're right. Uh, we all have different political views. Uh, you can support the Green Party, you can support Amnesty International, those things, uh, Greenpeace, uh, those things were, were, you know, incorrect at one time, but now they're accepted. So politics varies mm-hmm. during different times and obviously different political views at uh, any time. Rick, I want to thank you for your time. It's been really informative and I appreciate you joining us from the uh, left coast. Okay, and thank you for bringing the subject up. I think it's something that's worthy of uh, talking to. So Absolutely. Again. Thank you, Rick. Rick Parent is a retired professor at the School of Criminology at Simon Fraser University, an author of Ethics in Canadian Law Enforcement.